Hello and welcome to the Sessions podcast by The Herb Life. We really enjoy bringing people together at Sessions. I mean, that's the whole premise of our unconventional podcast, where we bring on a revolving set of hosts each episode to chat about what they're doing in cannabis. Essentially, the idea is to give you a direct line into what women in cannabis actually talk about, what challenges they face, and to shine a light on the efforts that are shaping the future of the cannabis industry. So coming up are two very well-known hosts in the cannabis space, founders of an organization that is quite possibly uniting women in a bid to take over the world. Or maybe it's just to be out and proud of their cannabis use. But we are very happy to have Ashley Kingsley and Eliza Sherman of Elementor with us. I found this session quite interesting because it raised some issues that I hadn't actually thought of before. One of which was the different ways in which we use cannabis based on the different stages of our life. And now it seems pretty obvious that someone has brought this to my attention, but I had never really thought about how my own cannabis use would inevitably evolve. As a woman in my early 30s, it makes me really appreciate Elementa that much more, knowing that there's a powerhouse of women who are building these communities for themselves in a public forum that will still exist when the rest of us come to that period of our lives, whether that's now or in five or 25 years. That seems really important. The other great thing about these groups is that we can all learn a lot from these experiences that are being shared, whether it's for yourself or someone that you love that might benefit from getting some cannabis in their life. Speaking of women supporting each other, I'd also like to draw your attention to our podcasting friends, Cobb and Unity, and their podcast, Cobb and Unity. They discuss cannabis from a his and her point of view with guests each week from the cannabis community. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Cobb is the man behind Matchstick Marijuana, and Unity is the creative director of Bliss Cloud. So you can be sure that these two are going to have some very interesting accounts of what is happening in the world of cannabis. So make sure you check them out. They have a new episode dropping every Monday. Before we go any further, I would like to just take a quick moment to thank our brand collaborators, Hemper and Sonoma Seeds. Are you thinking of growing your own cannabis? Well, grow organically with Sonoma Seeds. You'll find the best cannabis strains from around the world at sonomaseeds.com. Hemper, it's the best 420 subscription service and online head shop. Their experts handpick 10 items every month to pack into your Hemper box, delivering $100 of value for only $29.99 right to your door. All boxes are shipped in plain packaging since Hemper values your privacy as much as their own. Visit hemper.co for more info. On another note, I'd like to appeal to your great big hearts and ask that you leave a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to our show. It makes a world of difference to us and it takes less than 60 seconds of your time. So let me tell you this. We place a lot of value on that 60 seconds, so each episode we will be selecting two of our reviewers to get a free copy of the latest edition of the Herblife print magazine, which coincidentally is available for pre-order right now at theherblifestyle.com and is set to print soon. And if that's not enough, each reviewer also goes into the draw to win a PAX vaporizer at the end of season one, plus some other awesome gifts. So make sure you check us out online at theherblifestyle.com and follow us on whichever social channels we have in common. We are always putting out content that is going to inspire you. And now I believe it is time to hear from Ashley and Eliza.
and we're recording. Hi, I'm Aliza Sherman, the CEO of Elementa, and Elementa is a global cannabis wellness network for women. I've got on the line with me one of my business partners. Hi, my name is Ashley Kingsley. I am the director of outreach and partnerships. Excellent. So before we go into details about our company, the company we run with Melissa Pierce, let's talk a little bit about our background and how we met. And I love when you tell the how we met story. So Ashley, take it away. Wow. It seems like such a long time ago, Aliza. In 2004, I believe it was, I had suffered um, my, it was my first pregnancy and I suffered a miscarriage and there were literally no resources out there to, that talked about it, that, um, that, you know, walked women through this, except what they would give you at the hospital. Um, and so I went on a deep search, um, and I think I was at, I think I was asking Jeeves at that point of, um, <laughs> we're, we're so, we're so old. We're showing our age. <laughs> so old. Um, but Jeeves, man, he, he, he did well. Um, and I, I was looking for information and I couldn't find any. And then I stumbled upon you. And I started writing and it wasn't even called blogging at the point at that time, was it? Mm, No, I don't think it really was. I mean, blogs existed, but I don't think we really said we were blogging at first. No, we, I just was writing because I had to. And so, yeah, exactly. It was Journaling. journaling. And so I found you and we shared our stories, I think, back and forth online. And then you decided you were going to make a documentary, right? Yeah. My my miscarriage blog, because it did become a blog, was called Baby Fruit. And mm-hmm. I started to do a documentary Um, I had just finished producing a TV series for public television. And I said, well, the next thing I want to do is a documentary on miscarriage to bring to life some of these blogs. And so I interviewed you along with several other women in the Denver area. And if you recall, as I was interviewing you and your husband, I was actually miscarrying again. I think that was my fourth miscarriage at the time you, you gave me some Advil. (laughs) Yep. You walked into my door and I sort of hugged you and I said, nice to meet you. And you were miscarrying. You said, I am miscarrying as we speak Mm. and your ability to take an Advil, sit down and film on on this subject without losing your composure is just incredible. And I see you do it every day. Whereas I'm sitting on the couch curled up into a ball and I, I just, your ability to compartmentalize that was fascinating to me, but yeah, that, that was very, very painful. It was. And that was our first contact uh, in person 
And I know we stayed in touch throughout the years and we were doing various things. We'll talk about what we were doing at that time or right after that time career-wise, but we didn't really see each other again until MJ BizCon a couple of years ago. Like 20, 20, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, we ran into each other in the hallway, I think. In the hallway. At a hotel. Yeah, at a hotel. In Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> so let's sort of fill in that gap, though. That was that was years in between. I ended up starting the first woman-owned internet company called Cyber Girl and Web Girls International, which was a global network of women to teach women how to use the internet and benefit from it. And you were doing a tech venture as well. So we both ended up in the tech industry. So what was your venture again? You know, I, I was much like you, I I was always an early adopter to this stuff. And so, you know, before web 2.0 even came out, it was, um, what they called then, um, citizen journalism is, was what social media was before it was social media. And so I got very involved in that and, um, became a digital marketing consultant, But then I saw a gap in the market in 2010 when the, the, you know, the recession was at its height and I was a mom of two. Yay. And you are as well. I think we need to add that in. Oh yeah. Well now a mom of almost three, not that I'm pregnant, but we're adopting. (laughs) I know. So that's an amazing thing too, that we were able to have babies. And so, um, I, I started Daily Deals for Moms because, you know, nobody could do anything in the recession. Yet what I my goal and my business partner at the time, Whitney Trujillo, was to, to really keep capital local and offer um, families deals so that they could go out and participate in the local economy. Um, and so much like, you know, Web Girls and what you were doing, we were in 27 different markets um, really hitting the ground to try to keep the local economies going. And so, um, yeah, really interesting. And then, you know, just kept, kept going in the, uh, digital and experiential marketing. And then fast forward back to MJ BizCon, we have reconnected. I think I noticed before we saw each other, in Vegas, I was noticing that you were talking more about cannabis. And I was just in 2016, having started a website called Hercana Life to showcase women in the cannabis industry. I was just starting to think of, well, what's my next thing? Because I didn't just want to publish a website. I wanted to build a company again. And the cannabis space was so fascinating to me. And it seems so much like the early days of the internet industry. And the way I explain it to people who weren't there at the early days of the internet industry is, you know, we were pioneering back then in the early 90s. We were explaining something to people that was complex We were identifying the fact that women dealt with technology and the internet differently than men. So we wanted to serve women by producing good content and great events for them where they could learn in a way that was relevant to them. And so I 
saw the connection between internet and cannabis. It was, it felt natural to me and also helping women learn about cannabis, which is a very complex issue, very technical in a lot of ways, complex also because of the legality issues, uh, also because of the misinformation out there. And so it just felt just the same as pioneering something on on the internet with the internet. And that's kind of where the idea of Elementa started to morph. It's web girls, but I have jokingly say web girls for weed. (laughs) The education is a little bit different and you're good with um, difficult things. Well, I think we both are. We're, We're good at yeah, we're good at talking about taboo topics. That's for sure. <laughs> and we're good at finding the sweet spot in something and saying that's what women care about. Because mostly it's what we care about and it's what we see that is lacking in the marketplace and what we wish existed for our own journeys. So Elementa is was an offshoot of her can of life. And it was because I would go to events about the cannabis industry for women, but I couldn't ask the question, will this help me with my insomnia? Will this help me with menopause? Will this help me with my arthritic neck? There wasn't that forum. And so Element became that forum for women like me who I didn't know anyone else who smoked pot. Well, later I figured out that a lot of the women I knew did, but never talked talked about about it. Nobody talked about it. Yeah. So there was no space for it. So so you were the first gathering leader after me. So maybe let's explain a little bit about how Elemental works for women. We partner with women in cities around the world and split revenues with them to organize local, hyper-local events for women in their community to talk openly about cannabis and to learn about cannabis, CBD, the products that will help them on their wellness journey. So I held the first one in Anchorage. You held the second one, didn't you? I I believe I held the second one, and you and Melissa came to Denver for that one. And yeah, yeah, that was, that was a great event. And, and then she held the third one yeah. in Chicago. So within a few months, we had had three gatherings under our belt. We launched a beautiful website designed by Melissa and started expanding from there pretty quickly. Very quickly. I think it was, it was like web girls where women were, so hungry for an outlet, a network, a resource about cannabis that wasn't, you know, I put into quotation marks, the stoner culture, nothing against that. It's just different for a mom where we are in life. Right. I mean, it's it's not not our life stage. And and we, and we want to reach, I think, you know, and I think it's so important to reach women and, and that's, and, and women like us, women who are having, you know, painful sex because of menopause or are overcoming um, alcohol or drug addiction or who are trying to get out of the bottle and need, you know, I mean, recovery, what chronic pain, I mean, it's just, it's endless. And 
really is. And so when we talk to brands, so we, on one side of our company, we are, I call it the public facing side. We are reaching women and empowering them with better information about cannabis and CBD and products and the brands that are trusted that we trust. And then on the business side of things, we partner with brands, educate them about how to better reach women. We give them interesting ways of actually reaching women, which is very hard for cannabis companies to do. So, and they're part of our education piece. So I think building both sides of that business has been really interesting. And the gatherings are that real world physical touch point that you don't get in social media, that you don't get in advertising. It's, I think it's really unique. And we're building these spaces that feel warm and welcoming. And I'll tell you, yeah, I mean, women are, the women I meet are so hungry for it and continue to return because I think everybody's sort of craving that, that physical in-person thing again. You know, I think we all kind of got away from that with the internet for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a cannabis thing. I think you're right. It's a part of women's lives. And so we say to the brands, the women that we target, even though we, we end up reaching beyond our target, which just proves how much element is really needed, but the women we target are 35 plus. And we say that because it is the perimenopausal and the menopausal woman. And in those life stages, we're in very deep, immense life transitions. And the hormonal aspect of it is especially daunting because for 10 years, when you're in perimenopause, the ups and downs become really drastic. And if you have anything else, endometriosis or anything else uh, in terms of your reproductive health, it just goes haywire. And then menopause itself presents a whole new set of kind of ugly pretty darn unpleasant and not at all talked about symptoms because everyone's <laughs> embarrassed. So you, so you said it, you said painful sex and oh my God. It's just, it's, 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 it's not even, I don't understand how we didn't learn about this previous to then the onslaught of it. You're right. I mean, the changes are so dramatic, but then as mm-hmm. I look back, what's interesting is I wish I had something like Elementa when I was in my twenties because it was mm-hmm. a whole different set of struggles, you know, in mm-hmm. my forties, it's been menopause and, you know, just getting old. And in my twenties, it was dealing with addiction and, you know, I tell mm-hmm. can't tell people for me, cannabis was in like my last stance, my last chance, and it should have been my first. Right. And at that point, we just didn't really know. But I mean, thing in the thing that that's really neat, though, we're meet we're, 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 we're seeing the 40 plus audience. I mean, across the board, it, it's 21 to 75. It really is. It really is. And I think that's, again, a testament to creating a welcoming space, to building trust. And I think that's a challenge for every cannabis company out there. And even especially right now, CBD companies, believe it or not, 
the trust factor is so difficult because there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there, salespeople out there. And everyone's jumping on the CBD wagon right now because it's, again, in quotation marks, legal. It's not exactly legal everywhere, but people think that it is. And therefore, they are just glomming on to that industry. And a lot of them don't even know what they're doing. And so women, especially who are making the major decisions in the household about the kinds of medicines, alternative remedies, treatments, products that they're bringing into the home are so confused and overwhelmed. And so building trust is a major factor. And I think if I have to brag about anything at all about our company, the fact that we are so values-based, so transparent, kind of to a fault, but I don't think it's a fault. I think it's a benefit that we've been able to build in such a short time, not only a vast network, but a trust-based network. And that's what we pass on to our brands that we work with. And that's why we vet our brands very carefully. Well, and I love that the that our audience and the women in our lives, not even just our audience, but our, our family, our mothers, our sisters, um, that we can, you know, even outside of Elementa, that we're learning this information. So it's it's not just happening in the rooms of Elementa, but we're sharing it out there. But yeah, I mean, you know, I came into this not knowing what I didn't know. And I, I think a lot of women don't know what to even ask. We don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it blew my mind about a year ago when I learned that people were growing cannabis with pesticides. It literally blew my mind. I, it, I didn't even think that I would have to check on something like that. I just figured it'd be organic because it's a plant. Mm. And I didn't know about, and I can't ever pronounce it for some reason, propylene glycol. Oh, I said it right. Yeah, you did. I did not, <clears throat> I did not know anything about propylene glycol. And I didn't understand that there were many different extraction processes and some of them did not require the use of really toxic chemical additives. And learning about that helped me become a better consumer to, and then to understand that there were other forms of cannabis that companies were producing that were much more pure and clean. And so just even knowing that, because I'm the, I'm the label reader, I go down the aisle of the grocery store and I pick up everything that's packaged and I try to avoid as much packaged food as possible. But when you're a busy mom with, with three kids and a job and a company, you, you have to save time. And so I read the label, I read the label. And if I can't pronounce it, I just put it back. And so it's the same thing. That's so interesting. And I noticed that about you. You do. You read all the labels. And I am the exact opposite because I just, I feel like I have just been spoon fed all of this my whole life. And now I'm finally waking up. But what I find interesting that I pay most attention to, um, let's just say we're talking about any industry, is the brand. Mm-hmm. Is it talking to me? Does it match my values? Mm-hmm. Is it something that I can use? And, um, that has, that has always caught, caught me. You're the label reader and I'm looking for, for, for the messaging from the brand. Mm. Well, I'm also very brand loyal. So when I find 
when I enter into the brand space because of what ingredients they use, I also do notice, I mean, as a marketer for 30 years, definitely do notice their messaging, their packaging. I pay attention to every sort of way that they communicate as well, but that's usually not how, what brings me to the brand itself. I, I think recommendations are also another way that I find out. And that's why Elementa is so interesting to me because we can learn about other products from women and not that those products will work well for us, but it's just opening up our eyes to the variation that's out there. I think from the brand standpoint, what's really important to me is values-based and is an attention to either organic, free of pesticides, non-GMO. I, I really do like to hear that. I just hope, we all hope that they're being honest about that. I think yeah, that's not regulated at this point. Not that, not yeah. as closely as it should be. Right. And I think many of us are finding this out by trial and error. And I think that's also part of why the Elementor Network is helpful because we're learning from other people who have tried many different things and are figuring this out for us. And right. so by sharing knowledge, by sharing our stories, by sharing our experiences, by sharing our learnings, we are each providing wisdom. So Elementor becomes this collective wisdom from women at different stages of life. So I think that's also really important because you're men- you mentioned before, we, we reach 20-something women all the way up to 70s and 80-something women. And What's really good for a young woman who's menstruating is not good for a middle-aged woman who is in menopause. I got to tell you that because I've already experienced an issue with a very high quality product that was clearly very effective. But then when I tried it, it was a sexual wellness product. When I tried it as a menopausal woman, it triggered all my menopausal symptoms. So when we talk about cannabis as medicine... It really is. And we really need to pay attention, especially as women, what we're bringing into our bodies and what we're putting into or on the bodies of our loved ones. Absolutely. I mean, I, and I, yeah, and I think, yeah. and I love, and I love that the other piece of what we do um, to segue too, because I don't know, I mean, I, I'm sure some of the, some of the audience knows that it's impossible to use Facebook, Instagram, marketing, paid marketing or Google, you can't do anything with cannabis and marketing. And so, um, what I love is that we can work with brands and create that buzz before they even hit the shelves. That to me is so fascinating because it's so hard like that, that, and then I want to ask you the challenges of this industry, because I think for me as a marketer, the fact that I can't just pop on an ad on Facebook, it, it, it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. And and that's a problem we're solving. Yes. So that's, exactly. that's what I do love about our company is we are solving marketing and sales challenges that are being faced by cannabis and CBD brands. And so it is very challenging because we've had to circumvent 
the whole Facebook and Google limitations from a marketing standpoint just for Elementa, even though we don't touch the plant, we are an ancillary business, just the very fact we mention the word cannabis turns it into somewhat of a barrier, but we can circumvent because we aren't selling yes. cannabis. And we also have that in-person piece. We have a lot of private forums and and very private, direct ways that we reach women. And that is not being suppressed. And so because we can circumvent those challenging areas, we can offer our platform to brands. And, and again, we, we vet the brands. If they have product, we, one of us, one of us on our team or somebody we know and trust actually tries the product and makes sure that it does what it says it does. That is one of my very favorite parts is getting to test a lot of these products. <laughs> it is. I was going to say, is she going to say getting to test the product? <laughs> I mean, someone's got to do it. Guys, that's a tough I mean, job. It, um, sometimes it is. <laughs> well, I like to test the CBD products, uh, the topicals, mm-hmm. the pain topicals. I am the CBD girl. I, With my arthritic neck, I have a very, very specific type of pain and a very chronic or at times acute pain that I can tell immediately if a product works. And yeah, without obviously without going into the details of the difference between THC and CBD and hemp derived CBD versus cannabis uh, derived CBD, et cetera. You have a book coming out on that that we can read, right? <laughs> yeah, look, nice segue. Uh, I do. I have uh, in June... It'll be an essential guide to cannabis and CBD, which does outline in detail the differences between these products that we're seeing on the shelf and the different claims that they make and scientifically what actually happens. And so a lot of the industrial hemp-derived CBD products, it is more what they add to it that gives the feeling of pain relief. And there's some surface help from the uh, CBD, but it's the other products that really, really work well. And it's, you know, the learning the difference between transdermal and topical was really important to me because I need to get in there very deeply. And so looking for the types of ingredients that can activate that, you know, again, label reader, (laughs) I'm finding more and more products that actually work. And it's very hard to review CBD products too, because it takes time. Yeah, it's not just a one, you know, (laughs) I mean, I feel like now people are like, well, just put CBD on it. It'll fix everything. And it's just not that simple. Mm, not at all. And and frankly, THC, one puff of a vape pen and the, the pain goes away, trust yeah. me. Oh, so it's just, it's, and, and how, who tells women this? Who lets you know that this is the truth as opposed to all this misinformation and all of this marketing crazy? Well, you can't say no one. Elementa does. And, and I'm so glad that these conversations are opening up and we're seeing more women you know, come to the forefront with their cannabis consumption because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just been underground for so long. Mm-hmm. And you were earlier to the internet than I was, but I'm, 
I'm, does it look the same to you? Is it the same progression of like, is it, do you feel like it's going to explode and, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the trajectory is the same. The main difference, because if you think about it, in the two years that that I've been very active in this industry, in just two years, the landscape is completely different. The first year, 2016, that I was involved, I could hardly find the women in the industry, much less any products geared specifically toward women, much less any content geared toward women. Now there's a wonderful array of information out there, lots of different groups forming, a special kind of interest groups, if you call it, or niche groups uh, to even segment women. So there's women of color, there's just moms. So there's a lot of things out there. There's no big umbrella group that does health and wellness the way we do, the way that Elementa does. But there's so many inroads to learning about cannabis now. You know what's interesting? And I'm, I'm sorry, I, I when you just said that it was hard to find the women, no wonder we found each other in the hallway. <laughs> well, exactly. Because if you're in this industry, and I still find this to be true, this is one thing that hasn't drastically changed yet. Women early on were seeking each other out to make these kinds of connections because we're in it together. And just this past week, I was speaking to another woman in the industry with a company in cannabis. And it was the same conversation that, in fact, it was Kira Reed that I was talking to, mm-hmm. who is a woman younger than us, who is uh, very smart, and she's got several ventures out there for women, specifically focused on women in the industry or to help women get into the industry. Well, the conversation was about just how things have changed so much. But the one thing that hasn't changed is how we are banding together. The women who will succeed as the landscape continues to drastically change are the ones who realize we're stronger together. Yeah. We so don't need to be in our own lane on this. I mean, this exactly. is like, I mean, I've been in the industry for, I think this is my fifth year and, but I was very quiet about it early on because it was, you know, I was terrified of the stigma and the, and, and the backlash, but I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and this, I'm going to be in my own lane thing is not going to work. We, it's not, we are so much better together. And here's the thing. I truly, truly believe that we can heal so many people. I just, I look at people and it truly breaks my heart now when I see people in pain unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's not just ourselves. It's everyone who's in our circle, our family circle, our friend circle, our community circle. If you empower women with better information about cannabis, then you are creating a natural advocate, a natural activist, and a healer. You really are. And I think that this is an important time for us. And when you are asking about, is everything the same as it was during the internet years, the early internet years, here's what happened on the internet. And this is what I sadly know is going to happen with cannabis, but we could stave this off, is that the big money comes in, 
the big corporations come in and they take over and they turn it into something different. They commercialize it, which is good because we want to commercialize it as well, but we still think and feel and believe and are passionate about the healing. Yes. And I have to, and for me, I, that is, I have, that's my why every day. And so when I think about the bigger industries coming in and the big money, I think that it's, it's twofold. We will get the research that we need ongoing Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm thrilled about that. But, you know, all the consolidation and the big box stuff that we've seen that 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 hurts my heart. It does. It does. And but but we have to be smart as businesswomen. We have to realize that we operate with authenticity, with heart, with soul. We want to empower women. We want to heal people. That is a fundamental foundation of why we're in the cannabis industry in the first place. And we just have to make sure, again, we band together, we join forces, we unite voices so that we are not brushed over when the big wave comes because this will be legalized. And the reason why is because of money. Yep. And under that is greed. (laughs) So if we can ride the wave of the money up together, we can hold on to a piece, I believe, that we feel is important, the healing piece of it, the uniting piece of it, the empowering piece of it. Maybe that's a pipe dream, but that's that's what I'm holding on well, to. I, I love that you hold on to pipe dreams. And, you know, I'm, I'm generally, I, I'm oftentimes the skeptic, I think, with rose-colored lenses. So it, it's kind of a weird combination. Um. I worry about big pharma and, you know, Mm -hmm. but I have to believe there's going to be some good coming out of this. And I believe the hemp, the, the farm bill that just passed is, is going to change the way we live and do things completely. I really believe that. Mm. Well, okay. But, and then being a skeptic, what's going to happen is opening the doors to all the big, Yep, companies. And again, we, there's there's nothing wrong with a big company. There's nothing evil about capitalism. Which <laughs> there was value. Right, exactly. We want we want to make sure that the values remain. And that's a little bit hard when there's money to be had. Values often go out the window. Um, so, I think let's leave this on a high note, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's not leave this on a let's not leave this on a, a negative note. No, there's so much room to I mean, we're growing so fast and it's such an exciting time and I I just I just feel so so much gratitude to get to work with you after all these years in between and and to get to work with Melissa and this amazing team of women that we have put together, all our gathering leaders the people, you know, on the streets and all these cities holding out their hands. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we, we can't forget though, the guys Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. So we have partnered with companies that aren't owned by women as well. And with marketing managers and with activists and advocates who are guys as well. I think what we're creating is a very 
So I, I say safe place. Melissa, our business partner, likes to just say welcoming space. But I've been told by so many women that Elementa is a safe space. And that to me is so incredibly valuable. And men respect and understand what we're building. The men we work with are all yep. for it. They think this is the key that Elementa is the difference. And I and I love that. So knowing that we're building a safe space for women, but we're doing it together, not just with women, uh, but just with everyone who's in the space who wants to empower people, who wants to heal people. Um, I think this is it. This is the time. Yeah. The time is now. I absolutely agree. And it's a wild ride. I mean, someone said to me recently, you know, being in the cannabis industry is like boarding an airplane after it's already taken off. It's tricky and it's, it's up and down and there's turbulence and there's challenges, but I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, this is, I thrive off this stuff and I think you do too. I do. And I have the destination in sight right? and I'm pretty laser focused on where we're trying to get. And I think the most important thing is do it well, be kind along the way, don't lie, be transparent. Yeah. Integrity, be real be human, all of those things. I think that's what we're building. It is. It is what we're building. And um, I'm proud of us. <laughs> I'm proud of us too. To me, it's a legacy thing. I mean, I'm, I'm in midlife. This is a legacy thing. Elementa is part of my legacy. And, and that I think is a pretty tall order. <laughs> but I think we're up to the challenge. And I also think we're we're out of time. So thanks, Ashley, for sharing your story well, and vision. And thank you for sharing. And I'm glad our stories intertwined again. Yeah, me too. You can find us on elementa.com. And that's E-double-L-E, French for her, menta, which means mind, elementa. Her mind. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Eliza Sherman and Ashley Kingsley of Elementa. Their details can be found in the show notes for this episode. As always, if you like what you heard and if you're keen on hearing more of my carefully crafted outros, please take a moment to leave a review. And to prove how grateful we are, we'll be giving two of our reviewers a free copy of Volume 2 of the Herbalife magazine, which is coming out this month. And that's not all. You'll also be entered into the draw to win a PAX Vaporizer at the conclusion of Sessions Season 1. Sessions is committed to broadening the cannabis conversation by highlighting the women working in the industry. Each episode, we have a new set of hosts discussing contemporary cannabis issues, giving you a direct line into the evolving cannabis landscape. Don't miss out on the next Sessions episode and subscribe now. Sessions by Herblife is a production of Blue Dream Media, produced by Tiana Matliowski and executive producer Jill Pollard.